So just making sure like a physical safe space is um, a, a thing as well. Um, so have music going um, and just like, you know, conversational, like get to know them more, you know, where are you from? Are you from your, your city? What do you like to do? Cause it's really about them. It's not about their family. It's not about their husband. It's really about them. Even if it is for like bridal boudoir, Right. Um, ask them about their wedding, how they're feeling about their wedding, uh, and making sure you're focusing questions around the individual versus just like all the things around life. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. My guest today is Angelica Pompey. She is a boudoir, maternity, and newborn photographer in Jacksonville, Florida. She is a ball of light and positive energy and just has so much for you today. Um, she shares about how you can create a safe place for your boudoir clients and why that makes so much of a difference in their experience and in the photos themselves. Today's episode is a great conversation between very fast friends. We talk about boudoir, elevating your client experience, and we even dip into in-person sales for a bit. So let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. I am excited uh, to talk with my friend Angelica Pompey tonight. Um, it's, uh, it's fun whenever I get a chance to talk with guests or have guests on the show that I've actually met in person and actually like had fun. Like we ate donuts together in New York and we did. Uh, those are some good donuts too. Um, there's something about Krispy Kreme out of state for some reason is just, it tends to be better than the one that's like literally walking distance from my house. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it hits different. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Angelica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here tonight to talk all things boudoir. Let's do all it. All things boudoir. Yes, I am excited about this. This is definitely a um, a genre of photography that I'm not super familiar with. I've done a few mm -hmm. kind of like morning of uh, bridal boudoir sessions um, mm -hmm. that are usually like last minute, like, hey, I know we already finalized our timeline, but at this point, could we do a few boudoir photos? I'm like, sure, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in it. And, uh, and also like, I know we're going to be talking a lot about like creating a safe place, uh, and like that comfortability for your clients, uh, which I think is huge, uh, in the mm -hmm. boudoir, boudoir scene. Um, but yeah, for, for everyone listening and watching, uh, live right now, which if you are not watching us live, um, in the Facebook group, you should definitely join the Facebook group. Um, it is a lot of fun. I always like to see, we got, uh, we got Nada in here. She's been leaving some comments and chatting along, uh, in our, our pre-recording part of the show. Um, but yeah, it's always good to, uh, to see you guys in here and to actually get to see your comments and, and 
you can ask our guests questions, which is, is really cool. You get to be part of the show and like get your name shouted out whenever I answer your question. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyone who's listening right now on Spotify or whatever, definitely join the Facebook group. Um, it's just the light and dark photography podcast. That is a tiny little unplanned plug for the Facebook group. But, um, but yeah, um, I, I was kind of saying that because of like your whole setup behind you in your mm-hmm. office, with uh, the yes queen neon and it looks amazing. <laughs> I am a huge fan of those neon signs. I know they're like trendy right now and they may go out of style, but I love them. I think they're really cool. Um, and I've been wanting to get one for a long time, but I don't, I have not rebranded yet. I'm like, I'm going to wait till I rebrand. Yes. I don't want to do my current logo. Um, cause it's something that I created. That, that <laughs> but, was my gift to myself when I rebranded. I was like, I'm going to do yes. something different and this is my gift for myself. So yeah. here we are. Neon sign. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes. I love it. Sweet. Oh yeah. We got Maddie in here too. Hey, Maddie. Hey. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So that I, I kind of cut you off there, Angelica. But yeah, tell everyone um, a little bit about where you're based, what you love taking photos of, and, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, my name is Angelica Pompey, and I'm the owner of Pompey Portraits. I'm based in Jacksonville, Florida, and my focus and specialty is boudoir, maternity, and newborn. And at Pompey Portraits, I help women empower um, themselves through imagery in every season of their life. Um, and it's typically not genres that you see together, um, but they all kind of coincide with one another um, as a woman evolves in every every stage of their life. Um, so that's here at Pompey Portraits in Florida. Nice. <laughs> I love I love that what you said, um, just like that every um, every stage of a woman's life, because like as you were listing off those boudoir maternity and newborn, I was like, oh, yeah, those are like empowering moments as a woman. I mean, I would mm-hmm. imagine I am not a woman, uh, but yeah. but. <laughs> But like, yeah, I was, I was thinking that in my mind and then you said it and I was like, that is, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Very on the spot branding. Uh, and yes. Branding. So um, that's awesome. Have you always been in the, um, the boudoir maternity newborn scene or is this like something that over the years you just fell in love with and shifted? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I actually just shifted in July. I had a complete rebrand, um, before July, I did all the things, weddings, families, portraits, headshots. Um, and I, it was time for me to kind of niche down into doing what I loved and what my passion was for. Um, and so I love making women feel good and it's a very intimate kind of setting in those genres, um, versus like a wedding. It's kind of more like a production of an an event, um, headshots. It's just kind of like a quick in and out. And I'm all about, you know, building a relationship with my clients. This is not just a quick session. I always tell my, my clients that inquire with me, they're like, Oh, you know, I just want a couple of pictures. Well, it's not just a couple of pictures. Cause there's a lot of prep that goes on to making your, you know, your photo shoot successful, um, rather that's boudoir, maternity or newborn. Um, and every genre has a different type of prep and we'll kind of focus a little bit more on boudoir today. Um, but uh, just a lot of preparation to make that photo shoot successful and also feel good about the experience as a whole. So, um, I'm all about, I'm all about building a client relationship for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. 
And I love that, like you, you just recently shifted and you're like looking at all the different things that you were doing and the weddings and the families and the headshots and all that. And really just being like, yeah, I'm not loving this. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not me. This isn't bringing yeah. joy, but boudoir, <laughs> maternity, these yes. are bringing joy. Um, which I used to do newborn photos and they were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would pay me and that was, that was about it. Like I, yeah. I was not excited <laughs> about it when sometimes whenever they would come up on my calendar, I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got a newborn session on Thursday. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to gear myself up for it. And I just uh, had my last family session. I was like, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yes. oh, I'm just like, <laughs> no more of those unless it's a minis. And my minis are typically uh, once a year and it's past clients mm-hmm. only. So nice. it's not like a new face. It's like, Hey guys, come take your pictures. See you later. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. That's always the best. That's, that's how most of my minis go too. Cause I don't do a ton of family sessions uh, mm-hmm. during the year. Um, and I kind of like set up these minis and then send it out to my email list. And it's mostly past clients that are just like, yeah, we'll get in that. And I'll have maybe one person, one family that's new. And, and it's always interesting. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know your kids. Um, (laughs) this will be interesting. Uh, but, but yeah. Okay. So, so boudoir, you mentioned that there's a lot of, um, a lot of like kind of pre-session work leading mm-hmm. up to it, being someone who does not do boudoir. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are a lot of listeners who don't, and maybe are very interested in, uh, in branching into boudoir or, or trying that out. What are some of the things that you do to uh, prepare for a session? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step is as soon as we get an inquiry, Uh, We like to call the client and kind of talk through their needs. Um, Some of the boudoir is theme based or like for a specific season. So, for example, maternity boudoir or bridal boudoir or just because, you know, celebrate themselves or recently divorced or celebrating a birthday. So just really kind of depends on what they're looking for. And particularly um, if there's a maternity boudoir, there's a time time frame that we usually like to shoot those. So kind of advising when to book out. Um, most of my clients, they book at least two to three months in advance. Um, a year out is kind of the max that I'll do just because things are ever changing and I travel and things like that with um, the photography component of this. Um, but a lot of the prep work starts at the very initial call, making women feel comfortable knowing that I, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to just, you know, post your pictures on the interwebs just because um, I have a virtual assistant and she does all of my inquiry calls now. Uh, but I trained her into saying what, you know, what she needs to say, understanding and understanding and hearing the client out if they have any concerns. Um, if the client feels like they need to talk to me directly, they can. Um, but she usually kind of outlines like what what to expect, how to prepare kind of like high level and upon booking, I send them a prep guide. The prep guide is about 10, 10 pages, which seems like a lot, but it literally outlines like, you know, what to wear, um, how to prepare your skin for your hair and makeup experience. You know, what does dry styling mean? Cause I tell people hair is included, but I don't want them to come in with like wet hair per se. It's dry right, hair yeah. styling. Um, so uh, that prep guide is a good stepping stone. And I always tell them like, Hey, make sure you read that. And the test is when they walk in here and there's tags on their, on their pieces of clothing. I'm like, you didn't read the boudoir guide. <laughs> <laughs> But that's like a yep. whole page worth of like stuff. So I'm like, 
you did it. So right, that's yeah, the test when see, they walk in. <laughs> I can see who's doing their homework or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I, I love that you get them on the phone. And yes. uh, I think that is so big. I, I think that's that's huge. Any any genre of photography that you're doing, um, if you're wanting that personal connection and to make them feel comfortable and to make them feel at ease, especially with something like boudoir or maternity or, you know, newborn, you're going to be around their baby uh, mm-hmm. at a very, very new, uh, <laughs> newborn, uh, stage of their life. And, uh, and even with weddings and just like, this is a super important day. They want to be comfortable. I think that getting them on the phone right away is super important. And someone like me, I don't do the phone. I don't, I don't like the phone. Um, are you, are you a phone talker? Do you? I love the phone. Please okay. call me. I don't, I don't want to be on the email. No, don't text me either. Just call me. We could just wrap it up fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so much back and forth through emails that like a three minute phone call could just wrap up everything. Yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, I'm like recently added um, to my client experiences, a planning session three weeks before, because I felt like there was a gap and we would get questions like kind of getting closer to. So now my clients have an opportunity to talk to me if they would like and set up a 30 minute, just like catch up question answer kind of thing. So definitely I'm a phone girl all day. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yeah. I had to um, become a phone girl. Um, I was... I was not good at it. I'm, I'm not good. Like I'm not even good at calling my family often. Uh, we are now all on a text thread because we all have iPhones. Uh, oh, so nice. that's, that's one good thing. Like we're, we're moving that direction, but yeah, getting, getting people on the phone, um, was something I had to step out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. it's awkward to me. I just, I don't really like it. I'm always pacing around, um, whenever I'm on the phone and, um, but yeah, get, having them and talking to, to them, uh, I'm not face to face, but like voice to voice and them mm-hmm. being able to hear your voice, um, I think is, is huge, uh, especially easing any, uh, anxiousness that they might have of like, I don't really know how's this big mm-hmm. thing going to go. Um, mm-hmm. and then you get on the phone and you're just like, Hey, this is going to be fun. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. One in doubt. Let's work it out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. I would be like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. <laughs> We're going to have fun. This isn't going to be like an awkward, like silence of just shutter clicks. Yeah. Um, no. And I think it's an advantage too for photographers. Um, as you get on the phone and talk to the cl- potential client is like, is there any red flags that they're asking questions of? Is this really like the client mm. for you? Because you don't necessarily have to say yes to every client I've had where my assistant will be like, Hey, Angelica, I just got off the phone with this person and they said X, Y, and Z. And I was like, Oh, that, mm, I don't know about that. They're, you know, they're on a super time crunch. Are you wanting to kind of deal with this? And I can say, no, like, that's a good thing about phone call too, as a photographer, you can kind of feel the vibe if, and people, my, my assistant, she's on the same energy as me. So if they don't like our energy, like high energy, all of that, then that's probably not the client for me. And they'll, and they'll get that energy from the phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not something you can really get from text or yeah, no. email. Cause there've been some people that I've emailed with and I'm like, this sounds amazing. And then I meet them in person. I'm like, 
Okay, not as amazing as I was hoping, um, but your emails are cool. Uh, we can do the rest of this through email. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's that's so good. And like you were saying, like even you know people listening who have virtual assistants or a studio manager or someone, like train them the way that you want, like how you do um, uh, onboarding calls and discovery calls mm-hmm. and all that. And, uh, and allow them to do that, um, which I'm starting to do that. Uh, my, my wife may be coming on as my studio manager, uh, here soon. She's been doing like, she does all of our album stuff and like does the zoom calls and everything with the couples to go through all that, which I just hear in the other room, just laughter and all that. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. This is great. That's Uh, awesome. Yay. Congratulations. That's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but yeah, no, I I love that you start off with like setting the expectations, like that guide that you give them of mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. cause I'm sure for most people, boudoir is something that they've, they've most likely never had boudoir photos taken of themselves before and have a bunch of questions and probably a yes. bunch of questions they don't even know that they need to be asking. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the thing is things are like boudoir is not as common as like, you know, a portrait photographer or a family photographer. It's a genre that it's like, I'm kind of like interested. So like the phone call will literally like either push them over the edge to jump and do it. Or it's like, oh, back them up and like, okay, I really didn't understand what this was all about. Um, right. Cause some people think it's like, I just show up and they're just taking pictures. But I'm like, no, it's a three hour experience here. Makeup is included. You get pampered when you walk in here. I want you to feel like you're going into the spa. That's kind of the vibe that we're giving here. Nice. Yeah. Like a whole experience instead of just like the headshots you were talking about earlier, where it's like, yeah, we'll show up, set up some lights, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got what we needed. We're done. Like yeah. that is not the whole experience. That might be no <laughs> that might be someone uh someone's boudoir setup, but that is not not, yeah, no, not no. the Pompey experience for sure. Not uh, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually kind of leads into the next thing. I used to offer mini sessions for boudoir. Um, but I stopped doing that because it took away from the experience of the client. Um, mm. it was just so fast paced. And people start warming up about 30 minutes in or so. And my sessions are an hour and a half. Um, so 30 minutes mini session is like, oh, you're just feeling like good about yourself and like posing, feeling comfortable with me. And it's like, oh, on to the next person, you know. And right. I never want somebody to feel like another person. I want them to feel like they had my attention undividedly for their experience. Um, so I no longer offer many sessions. I do offer theme boudoir sessions, but I don't offer many sessions anymore. Yeah. That's, that's good to think about. Um, cause that's, and that's similar. Like with me, I used to do, um, engagement mini sessions mm-hmm. and it was the same thing where like the first 20 to 30 minutes is usually them warming up. You know, most of the time it's the first time they've been in front of a camera Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, professionally and they're, you know, just, I don't know what to do with my hands and all these things. And, and then they start warming up and then it's like, these are the money shots. These are the, these are the gold photos that they're going to print and put all over everywhere. And then the mini session just ends 
yeah. right? Whenever it starts like getting good. Uh, so yeah, I think that's something to, to think about. Like anyone who offers many sessions, like think about your experience. And is that something that, that works well with the whole experience of what you're offering for your clients? And, uh, you know, many sessions may be doing, um, not doing uh, a justice for mm-hmm. for the whole experience that you're trying to give off. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool. Okay, um, I have I have a question that I mm-hmm. really love asking because um, the the answer is always just like all over, it's full spectrum everywhere, and I always feel like I get something out of it, and I hope that the listeners do too. Um, but is there something, um, you know, a piece of advice or a lesson or something from over the years that whenever you heard it or went through it, you just, it changed your outlook on business, the way that you do business, or just like the way that you uh, go through life in general? Um, I would definitely say having a strong foundation of your business in the business world. You can be an amazing creative all day long, but if you don't have your business and you know systems and all the things in place to run your business, and your business is going to you know fall right on its face. Um, people want that good customer service. People want to be communicated with. People want you know a good experience, and they probably don't even know that they want it, but when they receive it, it's like wow. Um, people want those phone calls. I get it all the time. Like, oh my God, thank you so much for calling me. I've reached out to three photographers and you're like the only person that called. I'm like, that's crazy. So I think having a strong foundation of a business um, set up to, you know, fulfill your creative needs, it's always is the best. Yes. Oh yeah. I love that. It's, and that is, it's so important because uh, I feel like a lot of us creatives were either, I don't know which one it is, left brain or right brain, but like the creative side is just like, I love taking these photos and I love doing these things and playing with shadows and light and all this. But then whenever it comes to business and numbers and workflow and organization, it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And yeah. like, that's it's how scary. I started. It is scary. <laughs> yeah. Especially whenever you've got like, a lot of, a lot of different clients and you're trying to organize things. I went way too long before getting a CRM. And I was just like, I have, I still have it. It is a filing cabinet, like old school, 150 pound filing cabinet over here. And I had Manila folders for every couple. And I would have my handwritten notes and I would have their printed out uh, contract that I would mail them and they would sign and either mail back or they would scan oh it into their goodness. computer. It was, it You're was telling old your age. You're telling your age, John. No, no, <laughs> no, this is like 2015. I was doing, Oh my this. gosh. <laughs> I know. Get it together. That's I know. It was everybody, so everyone has their, their season. I think I didn't actually get a CRM myself until 2018. And I was like, how the heck was I doing this before? Yeah. I think I was 2018, 2017 or 2018 when I got my first CRM and I was already doing like 20 something weddings a year and mm. organizing photo shoots and making sure I wasn't double booking on dates and engagement mm-hmm. sessions and all those things. And, uh, yeah, I was like, what, as soon as I got it, I was like, how have I been living without a CRM? This is yeah. insane. <laughs> um, but I mean, CRMs will definitely help you, uh, for anyone who's not well organized, um, and more of the like creative side of the brain. Um, 
getting a CRM will definitely help with the organization and the workflows and all that uh, to help build that structure underneath your business. Uh, Cause whenever you have that structure, like you were saying, you can build off of it. And mm-hmm. then your, your business just flourishes because you have, you have your things already set in order where, you know, you know, whenever you get an inquiry, you're going to be making a phone call. Mm-hmm. And like that's in your workflow. You, you don't have to think, Oh yeah. What do I do first? Do I email mm-hmm. or what? And uh, yeah. And it was uh, so much easier too to bring, um, bring someone in from the outside into the business and tell them like, this is my system of processes and procedures. Like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Um, oh. So it, it was it's definitely super helpful. Oh yeah. 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 And with, with scaling and, and bringing in, you know, virtual assistants and everything, having those, uh, that order of operations and just like, yeah, here you go. This is what we do. Now you can do it instead of, okay. So whenever this happens and then this, and then, um, you know, having that all written out is super helpful. Even like I, I had for the longest time, um, just like my, my eight questions that I like to go through in a discovery call. Mm-hmm. And I just had those printed out or handwritten. I just like stuck it on the wall next to my desk. And that was just something there, just like a visual reminder for me to, as I was going through talking to them, cause I go down rabbit trails all the time. If they mention a movie or a TV show or something that I also like, I will just five minutes and just like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking about this. Sorry. <laughs> Photography. Um, uh, but yeah, it was really helpful to have like that order of, of, of just those questions as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but like your whole order of events um, would be, would be super helpful. Uh, so yeah. Cool. I love it. I love, I love that answer. Um, Thank you. Hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business.
So I know you recently shifted into boudoir. Was there something that really drew you into, or I guess you shifted into like specifically boudoir and not all the other things too, but um, was there something that really drew you into boudoir that whenever you, you did boudoir sessions, you were just like, this is, this is for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually had um, three sessions of my own before this complete pivot in July. The first time I did it was as a wedding gift and it was with like another friend photographer and it wasn't really like for real, like boudoir experience. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, was actually kind of fun, but I'm going to like invest in do a real boudoir shoot from like start to finish. I did that in 2019 and I was like, whoa this is incredible. I felt like a badass walking out of that studio. And I'm like, every freaking woman needs this in their life. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. So my wheels started turning after that. And I'm like, I need to understand more about the genre, you know, some training online, where YouTube university, like I need to know more. Um, so after that, I just started going at it and like learning more about boudoir photography, other boudoir photographers, getting like inspiration, Pinterest, like all the things. Um, and then I had another session in 2020. Um, and then I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this, this needs to happen. I need to bring this to mm-hmm. people I know and their lives and like, it just, I was just like very moved from it. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, the relationship of building with that one client versus like a couple, for example, wedding couple, they have so many moving parts in their wedding day. Yeah. A boudoir experience is just like their one focus and I'm able to connect with them very personally. Um, and I think my favorite part of the boudoir experience is when they're sitting in front of me we're watching the TV and seeing their photos for the very first time and hearing them just like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe that's me or wow. Like I would have never guessed I would do anything like this. Um, and I have women of all ages, uh, like all like backgrounds come in. I had a a woman, uh, like in her late forties and she's like, I've never done anything like this, but I'm really like, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm doing it as a wedding gift for my husband. And she brought her husband in for the reveal. And typically I don't advise of that because sometimes like people more like, so like you said, men don't understand what boudoir is. So if you don't know what it is and you're walking into like some place with you know, half naked photos, you're like, well, what is this about? Um, but she kind of prefaced it um, a little bit and he understood what it was. And so when he came in, he was crying in tears. He was like, I love, this is the woman I married like 20 years ago. And, and you're still as beautiful as you were then and now. And I was just yeah. like, oh. like, I was just like, oh, as a couple, I was dying. I'm like, uh, and yeah. that same thing happens for like, you know, clients when they come in for themselves for birthdays or just because like, it's just like, we do so much as women for everybody else. Um, and this is a time where you can prioritize yourself and that's okay. Like I, I give you permission to do that. Like focus on your hair, focus on getting your makeup done, prepping yourself, go shopping. Um, and one of the things that is very different from my boudoir experience versus others is I don't have a client closet. And that's very intentional because I want my clients to challenge themselves in getting something that they will feel comfortable in. Um, mm-hmm. And they can, anytime that they're feeling down or they want to just feel like a bad bee again, go put it on girl, 
And go strike some pose in front of the mirror and do 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 what the yes queen told you to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't have a client closet and that's very intentional. And I and I explain that to people, you know, um, and, and why I don't do that. So yeah. And I I like that intention behind that. Um, because I've I've always thought, you know, it, it one a client closet, like it seems easy because like they can just show up and then you have all these mm-hmm. things and they can pick whatever. But, um, but I've always been like, yeah, that would just be like, for me, that would be like, these are someone else's clothes. Mm-hmm. They're not like something that I picked out and maybe yes. it's like close to something that I feel good, but yeah, having them like intentionally go find pieces that they are comfortable with that they really feel like themselves in. And mm-hmm. then allow you to photograph them in a way that, you know, other people see them. Cause I, I feel like a lot of times we don't see ourselves the way that other people do. And we're very harsh on ourselves. I know that I'm, I'm very critical of myself uh, a lot of times and I'll like mention, you know, something about my belly or something to my wife. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, you're like, you've been losing weight. Like you look amazing right now. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, but like, we're always super critical of ourselves more than anyone else's. And we're always tend to be projecting that onto other people. Like, Oh, well, they're thinking mm-hmm. this, like whenever I'm walking in public, I'm always not always, but sometimes I'll just like, I don't know the stride. Like, am I, is my stride weird? Or am I swinging my arms too much? And then I'm like in my head, like that guy across the way, he's thinking that I'm swinging my arms too much. My left arm is swinging way too much. And I'm like, just trying to like do all these things is I I feel like we're very critical of ourselves sometimes, especially with our looks and how we feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like through boudoir, you're able to photograph them in a way that um, their, their true beauty, their true colors, their, their, Mm -hmm. their true selves come out in the photos. Um, And I, I just love that. I think that's super empowering. Yeah. And I tell people like my style is very like dainty, classy. I'm not going to have you like, you know, bust it wide open or anything like that. That's just not uh-huh. my thing. I'm not going to have you hanging from like a swing or something like that's just not my style. Right. Um, and, and my my gesture in going into boudoir is more like, you know, showing your beauty as is as you are enhancing it here, but more like in the pampering stages of like hair and makeup. But it's very mm. like, you know, I want you to be you in this season and I want to capture that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And like, again, that's setting more expectations because that's, those are very different styles. And there are mm-hmm. some people who like, that's a hundred percent their style and they do the, you know, swinging from the chandelier type stuff. And yeah, you know, no. <laughs> you know, a little bit more aggressive type uh, boudoir photos, which are totally cool for your style. Um, but that's good to to set those expectations and be like, hey, if this is what you're looking for, I may not be the best photographer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, and and I feel like it takes like a lot of vulnerability to to have boudoir photos taken of yourself. Um, and mm-hmm. I and I love that you have had t- photos taken of yourself because um, I I think I. Uh, there's another boudoir photographer that I, I follow and she talks about that a lot, how, you know, every year or two, she'll have a, a photo shoot um, where she's the subject mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to forget what it feels like the vulnerability of, of being there in front of the camera and all that. Um, 
what are some ways that you like create a safe place for your clients to feel comfortable? Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, the, when they come in my, actually my studio is my home. Um, and I tell them that upfront, it's my home studio. Um, my husband works from home and they know that, but he's in the back of the house and he never comes out of that, that hole. <laughs> he has everything he had needs in their fridge, his four monitors, his work, but he's always in the back and they know that and they're fine with it. Um, and when they walk into the space, I have, let me see if I can show you here. Yeah. Um, I have their um, name on the wall, just like oh, that. Nice. And it has like, welcome boudoir babe in their name. And then I have music playing. I have a, a playlist on Apple music and it's just like, you know, woman empowerment kind of song themes. Um, and so that's playing as they're getting their hair and makeup. Um, they sit right in this chair here for their hair and makeup. Um, they'll lay out all their goodies that they brought on this um, chair right here. And we'll kind of talk through like, you know, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Okay, what do you love about this piece? How are you feeling about this color? And we'll talk through all of that. And then we'll pick a top three. And then from there, we'll have them sit down. I have, um, I make, have like a snack board, the different kind of snacks, chocolate, sweets. Um, I always advise people to eat before as much as people feel like they eat and they bloat. I'm like, no, eat, you need the energy. Uh -huh. um, and so I have some snacks there um, and then champagne, wine, um, or any juices or sodas. And I know what they like, uh, because I send a questionnaire to get to know them and they tell me if they're like a champ girl or a brew girl. So just kind of letting me know what that is. Nice. Um, and so that's all kind of like laid out in this, this is my office slash getting ready room. And then my guest bedroom is where the magic happens, if you will. Nice. Um, and so when they walk in, I'm like, this is where we're going to get ready all the things. And then this is where we're going to have, um, your shoot. And then between both rooms is a restroom. So if they need to use a restroom or anything, um, they can do that. So by the time all of that's happening, they're like, okay, we're ready. I'm ready. I'm like, are you sure? Uh -huh. And then like my makeup artist, um, she's part of my team, my hair and makeup stylist. So, you know, sometimes I leave them. If I have something to do, I have to take a call. My stylist is like, you know, entertaining her and talking to her and all the things. So it's not like off for silence. It's like, here's your lipstick kind of thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds like a great experience. I mean, like you were talking about earlier, like that whole spa experience of just like being pampered from like the minute you walk in and your name's up on the wall. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a special touch. And that's, that's something that like, I, I mean, I, I recently like booked a studio to do some photos and they had put like, you know, welcome John on the little, you know, uh, little board. And I was like, Oh, cool. Hey, that's me. That's my name. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. And then at the end of their experience, they take a picture, uh, of with the, on the wall. I usually do like one on their phone and then mm. I'm creating a boudoir babe wall of fame. I'm moving into a studio space here soon. So nice. these will all be hanging with their names and a picture of them. So I'm super excited. It started Very with cool. like, earlier this year. I have like over 60, little Polaroids. So super fun. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I love those kind of things, like putting something together. Um, that is just a bunch of, bunch of the, the different clients and all that. And, and Polaroids are so much fun. Um, yes. They're definitely a favorite of mine. I, I need to get out my, my Polaroid camera more often. I was thinking that the other day, I was like, why is this just sitting here? I need to like take it to photo shoots and just like, yeah, snap a couple Polaroids. Like there's nothing stopping me from that, except it's 
not going in my bag. And I think that's a good for my clients. It's a good stepping stone of like the value of print. Um, cause I do offer mm-hmm. albums and wall art. So it's like, Oh man, this is like, like you're, you're going to be on my wall, like forever in the studio. Like, you yeah. know, so it's, um, showing like value in, in yeah. that aspect. Yeah. That's cool. Do you do, um, do you do same day in-person sales for that? Or is that a different day? Um, cause I know you were saying, uh, that they, well, I don't know. You didn't say, I would just assumed that it was same day, um, uh, reveal, reveal. Yeah. That's the word. I was yeah. For. Uh, um, yeah. so not yet. Um, okay. when I get a studio space, I will. Um, but right now they come back a week later and I'm pretty flexible with like scheduling that in the evenings. Cause I don't want them to have to miss work again, you know, to just come in for their reveal. Right. Um, so typically those are like around five or six in the evening, um, but yeah, as soon as I get my studio space, hopefully here in the new year, we're going to do same ray reveals. I'll send them off to lunch or for a massage and then they'll come back and see other pictures on the same day. So making it a full day experience is a goal. Nice. That would be cool. That, that's a, that's a really, it's a lofty goal to like get those editing and everything done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like we were talking about earlier, having that, uh, that workflow already yep. set then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're golden. Uh, that'll be Yes. Good. Okay. For sure. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, um, do you have any, any tips for, I know this isn't a, a IPS, uh, topic, but do you have any tips for in-person sales? Cause I know that's a little bit scary as well for a lot of people, um, yeah. trying to sell things. So definitely have whatever you want to sell, um, have examples of it, samples of it. So like there's some boudoir things over there in that corner, the mm-hmm. whole wall of client um, canvas options, um, but have some options for them. And this is what I tell my mentees is to be a you know luxury store, not a convenience store. Be selective, have maybe three to five products and that's it. The more things you offer to your clients, the more overwhelmed they get and they're like, ah, and an overall mind says no. So don't be a convenience store when you're doing products. Yes. hundred percent agree with you on that there. Um, so I, I switched over to, um, pick time for my, mm-hmm. my, uh, photo online delivery service. And, um, whenever I did, they just had, you know, the, the online gallery there where they can just, or store where they can just like choose, all the different sizes and options and all the things they could get from like wallet size to, you know, four by six to, you know, eight by tens and 16 by 20 and like all the individual sizes going up and it's like 30 different options mm-hmm. for semi-gloss and for matte and for Too metal. Much. And it was just so much and no one was buying anything. Uh, and you know, I wasn't doing IPS at that time, but, uh, no one was buying anything. Or every now mm-hmm. and then it would be like, yeah, we're going to get like uh, 10, four by sixes. And, you know, there's not, not a, not a great margin there. Um, mm-hmm. But I removed most of them. So they have like four options and, right. and then having those four options, they're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with this. It's that mm-hmm. whole like uh, paralysis by analysis. Like, I don't even know. There's so many options and so many different, like, do I want a matte finish? I don't even know what that would be. And like just having options of this is what you're getting 
Mm-hmm. You have these three options uh, mm-hmm. is huge uh, for allowing people to make a decision because a lot of people want to print photos, but they just don't know what they need mm-hmm. or what they want. Um, and having fewer options uh, will really get them there quicker than, I don't know, do I need a five by seven or a 16 by 20? Like what, what all is the, you know, different for all yeah. And people uh, don't understand those numbers neither. They're like, oh, no. well, I don't know. They'll like see all these list of numbers and like, all right, it's too much and come right, right. out of it. Oh yeah. And one thing yeah. I love about in-person sales, cause I had someone who was wanting to print a eight by 10 and they're like, yeah, I want to get this eight by 10 canvas. And uh, <laughs> I was like, where are you wanting to put this canvas? And like, we started talking about where they're wanting to put certain photos. And they're like, yeah, it's going to go over our couch. And it was just going to be, that was it. It was like an 84 inch couch or whatever. And I was like, that is going to look so tiny. Like here, mm-hmm. hold this eight by 10. This is yes. a piece of paper. This is literally like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper is bigger oh, yeah. than this. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. And then they were like, oh yeah, I guess like 24 by 30. I was like, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Now we're that talking. <laughs> that's, that's much better. But yeah, they, they don't know. Um, cause you know, so many times I feel like, uh, with a lot of different things, we being in the business, um, you know, even if you've only been in for a couple of years, you're still like, you know, things that they don't know. And you sometimes assume that they know more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think answering those questions, uh, and just kind of talking to them, like they don't know anything about photos. Um, mm-hmm. is great because uh, it, it really helps them to to learn more. And, and sometimes you can kind of gauge like, oh, no, you know, you've done this before or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know about these photos and prints and canvases and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I actually have a, an album of my photos in an album. And I'm like, nice. look, girl, I did the same thing. And I'll show them the album I'm like, oh, my God, you look so good. I'm like, this is going to be you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a good stepping stone to let the client see like this could be them in that scenario whether that's on the wall or an album or metal prints or whatever i love that i think i think being able to let them see it and and hold it uh if that's possible is huge um i know that is for me um yeah that i want to get something like uh especially if it's a physical thing i'm like i want to see it i want to hold it i want to you know, make sure that this is like good quality and everything. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I kind of, kind of wrapping up our whole conversation. I know we've like hit a bunch of different things, which I am loving. Um, what are, what are a couple of things that like the, the, the listeners can do to really start cultivating that safe and comfortable place that, uh, that empowerment for their clients, um, as they move forward with, with boudoir. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would definitely say, start with an inquiry call, um, just hear them out and like what they're thinking they're wanting and then kind of mm-hmm. elaborating from there with more questions, um, to make sure that they understand what this entails, um, and making sure that they feel that you will prepare them. Um, so create some sort of prep guide, um, just outlining like what to wear, what to do the day before. Um, like one of the biggest things is for my clients is I tell them not to get a spray can because the camera picks up all the streaks and all the things, just small things like that. Um, so that way they feel prepared. 
Um, and I would do like a touch point base between the time that they booked you and leading up to the session. That way they feel comfortable. Um, and then creating an environment when they arrive to whether that's in your home or your studio, um, that it feels safe. Um, so there's no surprises. Like for example, my clients know my husband works from home. So if he hears a dog start yapping and there knows something happened in the back of the house, just don't worry about it. But it's, and they want to be alarmed because um, they are aware that, you know, the dogs are home in the back yeah. of the house. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would be kind of freaked out if I'm like sitting there like, what is happening? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so just making sure like a physical safe space is um, a, a thing as well. Um, so have music going um, and just like, you know, conversational, like get to know them more, you know, where are you from? Are you from your, your city? What do you like to do? Cause it's really about them. It's not about their family. It's not about their husband. It's really about them. Even if, it is for like bridal boudoir, right. um, ask them about their wedding, how they're feeling about their wedding, uh, and making sure you're focusing questions around the individual versus just like all the things around life. Yeah. Um, and then a cultivating an environment for their photo reveal to be feeling private as well, because you're going to be showing their photos on the big screen. So if you have like windows in your studio or your home that's facing like your neighbor's house, make sure that window's closed. Um, so, you know, neighbors outside mowing the lawn, they're not going to see boudoir right. photos on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so creating that safe space as well for the reveal. Nice. Yeah. Definitely don't meet up at a coffee shop or something. Yes. On a laptop. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't do that. I'd rather you I'd just go to their house at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For if sure. you don't have a studio or, you know, a house that you can kind of set up a little, little area, like going over to their house is, is even better because they feel super comfortable in their house. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, most people do. Um, yeah. yeah. And you awesome. don't have to have a studio to make six figures. So I'm a testimony of that. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so good. Cause I, I, I do feel like a lot of people, uh, especially with boudoir or newborn uh, photos feel like you have to have a studio in order to be super successful and make six figures and like have the, the lifestyle that you want. Um, but, but you don't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've never had a studio. Uh, I had someone today, they were, they called me on the phone and they were like, Hey, um, so we're looking for a photographer. We're, we're at a house right now. Google took us to a house. Is that your, is your studio in your house? I was like, no, that's just, it's just my house. Um, please, please don't come in right, right now. We can talk on the phone. It's cool. But, um, oh but yeah. my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like peeking out the window, like, okay, yeah, there is a car out there. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I've never had a studio. I, I do want to get one someday. I think there will be some really cool, um, some creative, uh, like personal project stuff that I really want to do and kind of branch mm-hmm. into some other kinds of photography. Um, but yeah, like you said, you don't have to have a studio to be successful. Um, yeah, and you don't sure. have to get one, you know, I mean, after you've hit six figures, you don't have to be like, okay, well now I need a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's working for you and you don't want it, um, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And then just for me, I've had a lot of high volume now that I'm, my focus is boudoir, maternity and newborn. Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot more studio requests. So I have clients in here anywhere to, between four to six times a week. 
um, versus before when I had the weddings, it was maybe once or twice a week. Um, so a lot more foot traffic with just sessions and then reveals, um, which are typically in person unless they're from out of town. Um, mm-hmm. So it's time to get a space to separate work and life, you know, home yeah. and work, all the things. So right. I'm excited. Woo! Yeah, I know. I'm, Instagram and you'll see all the shenanigans. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I'm excited to see like the journey to finding your studio space in your Instagram stories. Yes. Um, I'm always yeah. on there. <laughs> yes. Same. I'm always watching. Them. Uh, <laughs> just like, I feel Sometimes I feel like I spend too much time on Instagram. Um, but but I'm always like, yeah, it's not really whenever I'm looking at like the the hours and stuff that the iPhones tell you on each app, um, I'm like, yeah, that's not really that much for what I'm doing. Uh mm-hmm. and it is it is work, is what I tell myself. Yes. Um but <laughs> yeah, um Angelica, this has been great. Um before we before we end our conversation, there is a part of the show that um I like to just ask you what you're loving this week. It could be um a movie, a TV show, book, uh, a new food, anything like that. Um, mm. Is there something that you are loving this week? Something I'm loving this week. Oh man, it's it's giving adulting 110. percent So I bought a Dyson okay. uh, vacuum. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I have two dogs, and I, my friend's parents, my best friend's parents, were like, "You should get a Dyson. Like they last forever." And I'm like. Mm okay it was on sale for black friday we bought it mm-hmm. on sunday and we hooked it up today we vacuumed the house it was the most satisfying thing <laughs> I'm oh like, yeah this picked up every hair uh-huh. we just cleaning lady here last week so i'm like oh i'm glad we bought this so those satisfying and i'm like cleaning the couch i'm like ooh, new vacuum i know yeah those are the best it's like we don't even have pets but like just vacuuming, like just the living room, yeah. it, it filled up like half the thing. I was like, but, but we'd recently vacuumed with our old yeah. vacuum. Like this is insane. <laughs> yeah, um, so sure. yeah, so. definitely, definitely adulting. Yeah. Adulting. <laughs> so if you're in a market for a, a vacuum Dyson, it's a little costly, but it is an investment and it is good. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Okay, cool. Let's see. What am I loving this week? Um, I know I had I had thought of this before before we started talking. I was like, oh, this would be a good thing to talk about. Um, I have yet to to start writing these down again at my desk. Um, what was it? It was earlier today that I was like, yeah, this is I am loving this. Um oh, my editor. Um mm. it is crazy insane wedding season right now for me. And I've recently, in mean, the last year and a half, uh, brought on some associate photographers and this is crazy busy season for them as well. So I've just been sending gallery after gallery off to the editor and, um, over like the Thanksgiving break, uh, I got two back and I was like, yeah, these are done. Like, I don't have to go through and edit all this anymore. It's like saving countless hours just sitting in the computer and I'm able to, to just like go play with the kids and, you know, take them, take them out to a special Saturday morning, uh, Dunkin' Donuts run. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's stuff that I would not be able to do 
um, had I not invested in uh, an editor. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely loving that this week because I've been like getting galleries back and like getting emails like, Hey, we're almost finished with this. Be expecting this by Thursday. I'm like, all right, cool. Yes. This is great. Yeah. It's a game changer. That is for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So awesome. Well, cool. Um, Angelica, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Where can they see your, your IG stories of, uh, finding your studio space? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Pompey Portraits. That's P-O-M-P-Y Portraits. Um, and I'm known as the Yes Queen Photographer because a girl is always saying yes. Um, but you can find me there on my website, Instagram, Facebook, Pompey Portraits. And yeah, it's a good time over on the interwebs of the social media. So you'll see my face on Instagram almost, almost every day. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. And that's that's the way to do it. I mean, showing your face, like it builds that connection. And like, I felt like I, because we, we briefly met, um, uh, a couple of years ago at a conference mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it, it was like, we didn't, we didn't really hang out too much at the conference or anything, but like over the, the next, uh, year or so until we met up in, in New York recently, um, like I felt like I knew you and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, no, we never like went out for lunch or anything during that conference. It's just social media. Like you show up and your, your personality is in your stories. Uh, uh thank you. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. And we will have, um, links to all your social media and website and all that, um, for anyone listening, you can go to the show notes and, uh, and check out all those things. Angelica, thank you so much. I have uh, loved this conversation, loved getting to talk to you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And if there's any boudoir photographers out there that have questions or anything, I'm an open book. Send me a DM um, and I would love to chat with you and talk all things boudoir. Y'all, what did I say about Angelica being light and energy? I just absolutely loved getting to talk with her and hear all of her expertise that she had to share. As always, you can find all the show notes in today's episode at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 93. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live podcast and ask your questions in the Facebook group by searching for the Light and Dark Photography podcast group on Facebook. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships, which means that we get a few dollars whenever you check them out. So definitely go check them out. Get a good deal and support this podcast at the same time. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Angelica is at Pompey Portraits, and that's P-O-M-P-Y. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a quick minute and leave a review. It means the world to us podcasters, um, and it'll help us meet, reach. It'll help us meet meet more of you and reach more of you meet and reach is the motto that us podcasters have obviously i'm sure you've heard that a hundred times but it really does help us reach more listeners uh, and maybe even meet you someday that would be cool so until next week see you in the facebook group bye